All right. Ready? Ready. All right, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Delino Podcast News. Uh, my guests today are Chief Navarez and Corporal Madrigal. We're here to about, talk about some upcoming events here in Delino, so stay tuned. Good to see you. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to have you on here. Uh, well, we got a few events coming up uh, within shortly, within uh, this week and the following week, first week of May. So uh, tell us about those events. Well, the first one is uh, coming up on Friday, and uh, that event is called uh, Café con Campesinos. And that is a uh, event very similar to uh, Coffee with a Cop, which we've had at McDonald's and Starbucks in the past. But this one is going to be um, in, in the fields where farm laborers are. And so we're going to be going out, meeting with them, and uh, hopefully building avenues of trust with that population. Oh, yeah. It's going to be on the corner of, was it Wallace and Pond? Uh, yes. Yes, that's correct. Wallace yes. and Pond. Yeah. It was when I first saw that flyer for that, I was like, what? The first thing that came to my mind, I was like, what's out there? Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, we, we were going to do it in uh, in town. Well, that was the hope, and then we realized, well, there's not too many farms in the middle of Delano, so yeah. we're we're um, we have to do it in the county. And and we're fortunate this uh, event we're going to be doing uh, in partnership with the Kern County Sheriff's Department. I've spoken to Sheriff Youngblood, and and um, he hopes to be there. But if he's not there, he's going to send uh, one of his uh, high ranking staff members to be at that event. So I think a lot of positive is going to come from this. That's good. That's good. So it's a, like you said, it's similar to the coffee with the cop. So people are able to come with any, with most, mostly like concerns or questions. Right, right. And uh, Romero can probably talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, this is, uh, it's going to be huge for us. Um, part of the reason is that Chief Navarez and I, we, we come from their background. Um, our parents uh, worked in the fields. So we know the, um, how, the perception of law enforcement is um, in in that type of background, and we're trying to um, get them to let me see. We get them to um, have trust in us, right? And, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. The uh, that that perception that maybe we're not trustable because we're some distant entity uh, really couldn't be farther from the truth because. Uh, as Corporal Madrigal points out, you know we come from from those families, and, and when I do the uh, Hispanic Residence Academy, I, I talk to people and, and and I explain to them in Spanish. Listen, we're like you. Um, Forty years ago, fifty years ago, I was a little boy, and and I was looking up to my father, who was a farm laborer, didn't speak much English. And as I talk to the groups today, I look at those parents that come in and they have their little children, and, and I tell them, you know, I'm that child. Uh, granted, 40, 50 years ago, but I'm no different than you. I come from the same background, and so we are trustworthy. Uh, I know things happen uh, across this country with law enforcement, and people will see something where maybe something questionable or inappropriate was seen done by police, and <clears throat> and unfortunately, we get stereotyped. People think that, well, because that person did that thing wrong, all cops must be that way, and, and that's not true. Uh, we make mistakes. I, you know, I'm not going to stand up here and say cops never make mistakes. We do. But by and large, we are very trustworthy. But saying it's not enough. You have to go out and interact with people where they are. And this is one of those events where we're going to a population that really needs us to help build trust. Yeah, this is a place where 
we're going to be there and we're going to be able to answer any questions that they may have regarding um, our policies, um, immigration, ICE, um, things that they make, they see police officers doing and they may question like, why are they doing that? That's why we're going to do this in order for us to answer them. Um, and that's huge for us. Yeah, and that's I, I feel like that's really good, especially for that community or for the Hispanic community. It's uh, Spanish speaking because that's what uh, this Friday's event is more geared for. And a lot of a lot of people, whether or not they're Spanish speaking or not, they have concerns or any anything on whether they see. And it's not until they're educated and actually learn about the actual mm-hmm. policies or penal code or, or civil code. Right. That they say, okay, well, now I understand. Because right. it's not until you actually know what you're doing that you're saying, okay, now, okay, yeah, no, now I'm not going to do that now because yeah. I understand. Or right. it's like, okay, yeah. I see what they did. Now I know, okay, yeah, they did what was right. They're just doing their job. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what you're trying to put out to all the people. Yes. And we want them to be confident uh, in the event that they're a victim of crime. I want everybody in this community to be able to reach out to the police without fear that uh, we're going to be enforcing immigration laws because we don't. That's not what we do. We're not federal officers. Um, we, we want that information to come forward so that we can investigate those crimes. Otherwise, you got you got criminals out there that take advantage of these population bases and crime goes unreported and we don't know about it because they're afraid that we're going to target them. And that's not what we want. We want to be able to interact with the community and find out when things are happening. Now, if you don't mind asking, I mean, when it comes to that, because that's probably like the number one question about that. It's like where where does the line draw between local or local cop or lo- local um, police department and federal? Right. Well, we're not we're not federal officers. And yeah. uh, now, in my career over the last thirty two years, uh, there was a time where I was working a, a undercover um, uh, operation. It was a federal wiretap, and for me to. Uh, enforce those laws, I had to become deputized as a federal agent. And so when it comes to immigration, uh, that's not our area of enforcement. And so we don't uh, enforce those laws. That that belongs to uh, federal immigration officers, ICE officers. It's it's not our, within our purview. See, and a lot of people don't have that same idea. They just say, oh, no, they're just saying that. That's not really what it is, uh, that the, they can do all this and other stuff, but it's not until they're actually educated that they really Correct. know. Correct. And I say that's why I was like, yeah, well, I'll bring up the question because I mean, I'm pretty sure other people that might watch this might have that same question. Absolutely. It's a good question. And I hear rumors occasionally in the community that we saw a police department out working with ICE and, and it's, we don't do that. So, but rumors oftentimes will get started and people start spreading them. And, uh, you know, I tell people in the residence academy, if you ever hear those rumors, please put them to rest because it's not true. It's just a snowball. It's it does. It's a snowball effect. It's just, well, I mean, it's just like any rumor, really. Mm-hmm. That's right. When you look at that, you see, oh, well, someone said about this, and by the time you've heard it from the third or fourth person, it's the whole story's changed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and that's what, and that's a lot of things. So you got to be careful just in general. Exactly. Because, I mean, when you hear someone say something, it's hearsay mostly, and you don't know what's been added or subtracted. Mm-hmm. And it's not until you hear from, uh, what's that term, when you hear it from the... Uh, from the the mouth of the horse's mouth, yeah, here from yeah. the horse's mouth that you know, okay, yeah, they're saying it. I mean, and you can't just go out and say this and it was like, oh no, they're not saying that. Why right. would you do that? Yeah, there's a reason why you're trying to interact and try to yes. uh, teach people that, and that, and it's been great. And um, speaking of all that, with the previous residence academy, how's the uh, reception been with the community? 
It's been uh, it's been great. We have um, we had a positive turnout with our uh, English version of the Residence Academy. We had about thirty members of our community sign up, and um, unfortunately, due to some circumstances, we were able to graduate about twenty, um, which was still huge for us. Yeah, um, six weeks class. We're we're asking for a lot for people to to volunteer their time to come in and listen to to us speak. That's, a, a, that's our second class we've done so yeah. far. And so it's been really good. The first one was in Spanish only, and the second one was English. And now we plan on doing a third one uh, in Spanish language again. So we're going to flip-flop back and forth. So we have a, there's, so obviously there's more planned for the um, for this coming year? Yeah, in fact, we were just talking about it earlier today. I think the next one we want to do is in... Uh, maybe uh, towards the end of August, maybe September. Oh, okay. uh, it would be a Spanish version. Spanish version. So, we, so yeah. you just finished the English one. We'll go back to the Spanish one and back and forth, just right. like you said. Yep. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, I hope that this information that gets out there, people say, oh, there's already been one. Maybe they talked to someone that took it already. Right. Or at least attended a few classes, and maybe they get motivated to want to go in yeah, if and we can, learn a little bit more. If we can do 30, great. But if we, heck, if we only do 10, I mean, that's fine. The main thing is we're educating people on the police department, what we do, why we do it, and... Uh, who we are, which I think is the biggest component, who we are, and that uh, it builds that trust that I talk about like a broken record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're uh, we're in the early stages right now, so we're also thinking about doing one that will cater to juveniles. So um, we're, still yeah. on talks about, we're still on talks about doing that, but I think it's going to be possible for us I, to do that. I think that would be really good to do. Because, yeah. I mean... Uh, there's a lot of perception. Well, there's... I mean, juveniles... Are, course they're the biggest i could say because i mean i'm I wasn't that long ago that i was i was a high yeah, school still student pretty young. yeah <laughs> still pretty young and uh i mean i remember being in high school and we're like i knew nothing and i was like i know you always get that perception your friends pressure pressure right. you know other things oh you can do this or they can't do that or anything and it's like they don't really know and oh, it's not don't. until after that you actually get into something that you realize, oh, yep, they were wrong. They were just telling me something. We and just have to educate get, them. We have yeah. to educate them. That's our, that's our job. Yeah, yeah. and you get, get to them earlier, younger, mm-hmm. then the better that is for everybody. It, you know, we do, speaking of that, we do the chopping it up uh, in a barbershop events. We've done two now. First one was at Carlos's Barbershop. Second one was at Unfatables. Actually, we did a third one, didn't we? We do the third one. Uh, we did Alma's beauty salon. Oh, beauty salon, and then we did another one where they volunt- they did our shaved our beards. Oh, that's right. That was uh, uh, Joe's barbershop. Joe's barbershop. And, that was after November, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No shave November. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so those events, the reason we do those is we're targeting that younger population base where um, maybe there's again an, an inherent distrust of law enforcement, and it's our job to educate people and. Uh, even though there's a lot of people that may come with preconceived ideas about the police, I figure it's it's our job. It's my job as the chief to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to show them that whatever they may think about us isn't true. Give us a benefit of the doubt. Let us explain it. And uh, I think the best way to do that is to interact with somebody in person. And that's why we go out to those places, the barbershop, neighborhoods, and in this case, in the fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Um, really looking forward to that. Um, seeing how turnout's going to be for that. That's that'd be really interesting to see how the public reacts to that and how many people kind of uh, <clears throat> ask questions and what what uh, lives you turn around and say, "Oh, okay, now I understand." You educate the people, and uh, so that's uh, this Friday. That's this Friday. This Friday, April twenty. Was it? Today, the sixth. Sixth. It'll be the twenty sixth. Yes. So then, uh, and then next week we have the. 
the neighborhood block, block party, party. Right? Yeah. that'd be the second one this year right it'll be our second one probably ever but yeah it's gonna be this monday uh it's gonna be from three to six and it's gonna be in the 100 block of dover place dover place yeah. 100 that's over there towards um right behind maya theater right behind maya theater yeah, yeah just to the north of it Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good area to have that. See how the recep, uh, the, and the community last, reception. The last one was last one was great. We had, we had a, a really great turn- good turnout. Yeah. Great yeah. turnout. A lot of positive energy. A lot of happy kids interacting. Residents that were coming out of their houses and thanking us for taking back their neighborhood. You know, obviously for that night at least. But we're, we're hoping that that'll be part of an ongoing trend. And uh, you know, things have been relatively calm around this town. I don't know if you've noticed, but. Uh, it's been relatively quiet, yeah. and uh, I don't want to jinx us, but uh, we're having a very good year from a perspective of violence. It's been very quiet, and uh, I don't think that's by accident. There's a lot of hardworking police officers doing a good job out making our community safe. So, oh, yeah. so this is just that part where we give it back to the community because this, the, our streets belong to the community. It belongs to families, their children, their grandchildren. That's who these streets should belong to and who should be enjoying them. Yeah. Well. Is there any other information, anything else to talk about? Uh, no, just, uh, again, the block parties from 3 to 6. We're going to have free food. We're going to have music, bounce house, um, opportunity to meet um, Chief Navarez and the men and women of the Delano Police Department, ask questions. Um, our city council members will be there. The mayor. The mayor will be, mayor there. Will be there. Mayor yep. Aguirre will be there. And... Um, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. Our last one was a lot of fun. Um, I think the best part were was what the chief said is that neighbors came out and they were able to talk to us and um, relay information that happens in their community. And um. <laughs> I, I want to introduce somebody before we, we we go off air, whatever this is. This is uh, CSO Rafael Silva. We we didn't have enough mics for him, but I, I I feel like I would be very remiss not to mention him because this guy is doing the work of about 10 people. Uh, all of the community events, th- This he's the guy that puts together these block parties and, and be- I mean, between him and, and Corporal Madrigal, his boss, uh, the chopping it up at a barber shop. Uh, all of these events happen. The, the, the Café con Campesinos, the, the coffee with the cop, he's organizing all this stuff. And you'd think that I have a team of 15 cops doing this and, and that's it. So uh, I just want to make sure that he gets the recognition that that he's due. I know a lot of times I'll be out there in the front and you know, I get credit for a lot of things, but the truth is I'm not the one doing the work. These guys are. And so I want to make sure that, that they're acknowledged. Got to give credit to the behind the scene guys right there. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. Next time he's going to be here. There you go. <laughs> he's got a face for radio. That's all. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you very much for this uh, very informational episode and uh, everyone, please check out that upcoming event. It will be at the corner of, Wallace and Pond Road on this Friday the 26th. So please, if you can make it out there between 8, you said? Uh, 7 and 7.30. 7 and 7.30 in the morning. Uh, Go out there, enjoy time, ask uh, questions, meet all the officers and, of course, the chief out there. and then Sheriff deputies. Sheriff deputies. And then uh, next week we have that block party. It's a great opportunity, plenty of time for everybody to just kind of gather around, have a good time, and meet everyone. Yeah. Talk it up. Have a have a good time. Delano's so, a great town. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody uh, wants to participate in setting up a booth to, uh, for the block party, um, just have them contact the police department, um, and that'll be uh, with Officer Rafael Silva. All right. 
Well, there you go. Contact Rafael Silva at Delano Police Department. Pretty sure you can get a hold of him on Facebook too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Facebook and Instagram pages, you can probably get a hold of them on there. And Twitter. <laughs> and Twitter. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Tweet them up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for this episode and check it out. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Yeah,